On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Netflix. They just reported earnings after hours and the company is up over 10% right now. I took a look at their earnings and there are some big moves coming for the company. Maybe not in product wise, but the overall financial health of the company is just going to a whole new level. This is a great episode for those that are a current shareholder of the company and want to learn about their earnings or if you just want to learn more about the company in general. Like always, my name is Jose Naharo. I am I'm a self-taught investor who's been studying the market for over six years. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up. And don't forget to get your free stock on Webull. The link is down below. On today's episode, we are going to take a look at the following. First, we're going to look at the overall earnings report. Then we're going to take a look at some technicals. And then we're also going to look at some historical numbers of the company and how it has been improving over the past year. So let's get started. All right. So for those that are not familiar with Netflix, I'm not sure how you would not be familiar with Netflix, but Netflix is one of the biggest streaming platform companies out there right now. This current ticker is NFLX. It has a market cap of about $221 billion. Now with this 12% um, increase, it's probably closer to $250 billion market cap. We can see after hours, the company is sitting at $563, up 12%. Uh, If we take a look in the past year, Netflix has done amazing to investors. With its current price, I want to say the the actual year-to-date performance is closer to 65, 66, including the after-hours movement right now. If we take a look at the charts, I'm looking for two things. One, is the company overextended? Two, is there plenty of volume where it was at? And this is actually, we can see right now, before the market ended, the stock was sitting at about $501, and it wasn't overextended at that time. And this is actually what I've been seeing in a lot of big companies like Tencent, nvidia where right now the stock price hasn't really moved for about i want to say six months we can see here in july of 2020 it's been it's been moving up and down it's been very volatile but it's been very kind of like concentrated within this price range of about 500 dollars. and there was there has been a lot of price movement here and kind of building up a base and right now, after hours, the stock is sitting closer to 566. That is this top line right here. And we can see this is kind of like the peak. It's kind of hit before. Um, so now I'm, I'm not a technical analysis. I, I just like to look at them. Um, so I, I want to say probably a lot of my technical guys are going to be like, Jose, is it going to break out of this top ceiling that it has right now? Or is it just going to do what it did similarly before and fall back down to this 500 levels? What I'm honestly, I, I, I'm not a holder of Netflix, um, but obviously I'm hoping the stock price breaks out. And like I said, I've seen this kind of movement right now happening in a lot of big companies right now, like Nvidia, like Tencent, Amazon has been moving the same ways. So hopefully after after earnings this this quarter, um, we might see a breakout in those. Obviously that's not a guaranteed. It's just what I'm hoping. Now, if we take a quick look at their earnings, right? So Netflix reported fourth quarter 2020 earnings this past Thursday. Um, They beat analyst expectations on revenue and net subscribers additions, but they fell below on earnings per share estimates. And I I, want to say this earnings per share estimates that fell below was because this company in the first two quarters before the two quarters before this, um, they due to COVID situation, 
they weren't really working on full on full capacity for production so that actually helped the company with a, a lot of a lot of in the financial help but now when things are picking up they had to do a few expenses that made that rev and earnings per share estimates drop a bit the company said it is close to being free cash flow positive and will consider returning cash to her- to shareholders through buybacks this is actually pretty impressive and i'm happy to see this um that cash flow from positive they were expecting it to kind of be break even this year um or, or seeing a bit of a loss now netflix says that hey it's no longer going to be a loss to being break even we're really sure that it's going to be more in the break even side so we can see improvements overall in the fundamental sides of the company netflix also said that it will no longer need to raise external financing for its daily operations so let's take a look at some highlights from their presentation and if you guys don't know you can go to netflix investors relations website and pull up this pdf which i'm about to talk about um but i already kind of highlighted the what i found important um to save you guys some time so this quarter four of 2020 they added about 8.5 million new subscribers to their platform they finally crossed the 200 million paid membership mark um they recorded about 37 million paid memberships and achieved 25 billion dollars in annual revenue this was a 24 percent year-over-year growth in in numbers so we can see overall i want to say COVID situation unfortunately was a, a horrible thing for families and everybody um but it was probably one of the best things to happen for netflix and these streaming platforms and the reason i say that is they saw a huge boost in subscribers growth these past few quarters and because of that they were able to collect a lot more revenue because of that revenue because of covid situation they were also had to stop production so they ended up saving money by not having those productions being made um so it ended up kind of accelerating this company's cash flow from operations as we're gonna see um so we can see revenue growth in quarter four was about 21.5 percent in quarter three was about 22 percent in quarter two was about 24.9 percent they also gave a forecast for quarter one of 2021 and they expect revenue growth to be about 23.6 percent so it doesn't seem like they expect much lowdown in the first quarter of 2021 um we can also see their operating margins are kind of improving over time for quarter four their operating margins dropped down to 14.4 percent compared to a quarter ago where it was 20.4 percent the main reason is exactly why i mentioned early on they had to now they're working more in like full full production again so they had to spend more money on production stuff which ended up costing their operating margins for quarter one of 21 they expect operating margins to be back in the 25 percent levels we can see global streaming um they right now are sitting at about 203 million paid subscribers for quarter one of 2021 they expect about 209 million closer to 210 and that would represent about a 14.7 percent growth we can see for the past four quarters four or five quarters year over year paid membership growth has increased over 20 percent for the first time in a long time they're only expecting a 15 percent growth in in paid memberships um this is definitely showing a slowdown here uh and, and but at the same time i don't consider it too much of a a big issue um but i know some people might consider it 
Like we mentioned, right, for the full year of 2020, the company made about 37 million new paid subscribers. Out of that, about 83% came from international growth. So we're going to see in a bit right now, the United States Canadian region is probably their slowest growth right now. They're making a lot stronger growth in in Europe, Middle East, and Africa is accounting for 41% of the full year paid membership ads. And the Asia Pacific is also making up uh, another, the second largest contributor to this growth. So for 2021, uh, here they kind of give us a forecast of, of what type of growth they're seeing. We can see 2020, like I said, was a great year for them. Um, 2018, 2019 were also great years. For 2021, they're, they're seeing moderate growth, growth very similar to 2017. But remember, now they're already a big company. They have over 200 million paid subscribers. So for them to still see this type of growth, I honestly want to say it's uh, it's pretty impressive. One thing I do like about Netflix is there's a lot of companies when kind of giving a forecast of future growth, um, they give very conservative numbers. But Netflix from the prior, I want to say I've been covering Netflix earnings for over a year and a half now um, and they always strive for accuracy they don't give you conservative numbers they give you numbers that they think are reachable and sometimes they don't meet those goals but I, that's one thing i do like uh, about their uh about their future guidance this quarter they saw a huge growth in competition more like this year they saw disney entered uh in december of last year uh warner media discovery has also entered the market and there's so many other platforms out right now so what netflix is trying to do is they're trying to just strengthen around their original content they're no longer worrying about licensing other deals. We can see, right, unfortunately, The Office left Netflix. That was one of my favorite shows. Uh, but the amount of original content that Netflix has, I want to say, is probably one of their biggest moats right now. And one of the main reasons I am a Netflix subscriber, right, it's because of all the original content that they have. They have original content in just regular television shows like The Crown, um, Out Lost in Space. They also have original films. This past quarter, they had The Midnight Sky. They also have, uh, they do seasonal shows or, uh, as well. Um, for this past quarter, which was during the holiday seasons, they took out, they sent out a lot of, a lot of holiday shows and they put them on top of the list as well so people can watch and again they continue to ramp up the original content in different regions they're doing in different languages as well from spanish to german to all these other countries so like i mentioned earlier the company now believes that they're going to be very close to being sustainably free cash flow positive for the full year of 2021 where previously they expected to be somewhere between negative 1 billion to about break even that's in my opinion one of the greatest news out here and this is what's definitely driving the stock price up the second thing is that they believe they no longer need or uh, need to raise external financing for their day-to-day -day operation and they're also expected to always maintain some form of debt of somewhere between 10 to 15 billion dollars in debt for the next few years uh and again based on the amount of money this company is making based on its earnings that's in my opinion, it's not that bad of a debt. They have about $8 billion in cash at hand right now, 8.2 to be exact. 
And now they are saying that they are exploring ways to return money to shareholders through ongoing stock buybacks. All right, so now we can take a quick look at regional breakdown. Then I wanna take a closer look at some other fundamental numbers. And finally, I wanna end with my thoughts on the company. So for quarter four, United States and Canada region, only grew, I want to say only, but it's still insane, about 860,000 members. The biggest growth comes from Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and that was 4.4 million new users. Latin America actually saw 1.2 million new users in quarter four. The Asia Pacific saw about 2 million new subscribers for quarter four. So I do believe the company overall did a very strong earnings, and this 11%, 12% move is definitely definitely worth what we saw during their earnings now i want to take a closer look at their future growth so analysts expect the company to grow 14 percent on average for the next three to five years again this is more of a, a decent growth a growth company still nonetheless uh, I, I consider anything over 15 percent annual growth to be a growth company this is just a few percentage below it the other things we can see is the company is expected to be cash flow operations positive permanently after 2021 great news as well uh, i am liking it they are positive in earnings they're going to be positive in cash flow from operations with strong revenue growth if we take a look also at their past numbers profit margins and trailing 12 months gross margins have been improving for the past few years gross margins have been improving from about 30 percent are now reaching high high 30 percent so definitely improvement there we can see this uptrend very similar profit margins profit margins have been increasing from the low single digits to at least now low double digits so overall improvements everywhere in the financial health this is a true story of a growth company where they're very low profitable they have very low cash flow from operations maybe even negative and then they start to improve over time as they grow more subscribers as they grow their revenue and now that starts to overtake this form of expenses so here we can see net cash flow from operations have been improving drastically over the past few quarters obviously due to COVID situation i mentioned i do believe it was one of the best things to happen for netflix obviously i'm not saying COVID was a great thing right i'm just saying for uh, in a business standpoint um it was one of the best things to happen to netflix their operating cash flow margins went from negative to now trailing 12 months being closer to about four percent uh so that's pretty much it on netflix now i just want to give my overall thoughts like i mentioned i am not a shareholder of netflix and i don't think i'm gonna enter the company and not for any negative reasoning right let me change views right now not for any negative reasons the main reason i don't want to enter netflix is i personally believe i can put my money elsewhere does that mean netflix is a bad investment no it can continue to grow from here on and from uh, and so much do better than any of my other investments um so am i bullish in the company yes would i own the company for me not right now not even it's not even because of a stock price but let's say i wanted to enter netflix how would i play it and remember this is not advice just how i would do it let's say if i, I wanted to enter netflix right now with the strong 12 percent up i would probably just buy in with this very small position get some skin in the game um then every week or so if i want to keep improving my skin in the game keep adding a little bit a little bit here a little bit there pretty much just dollar cost averaging at the current price that it's at right now i personally again 
Uh, everybody's risk tolerance is a bit different, but I personally wouldn't open up with a big position. Um, so let me know in the comments. How are you guys playing Netflix? Are you guys going to, uh, are you guys planning on selling? Are you guys planning on buying? Are you guys just planning on watching and sitting in the back lines? Um, and what are your thoughts on their earnings? I thought their earnings were actually pretty great and, and I'm really, really happy to see them do great. Uh, I do believe this is big news for other streaming platforms. We, I talked about other streaming platforms like Disney. One I recently just entered was Curiosity Stream, which is a very, very, um, growth very brand new streaming platform so if you guys want to check out my video make sure to subscribe and make sure to check those other out as well take care guys have a good night and see you next time